Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, Ben, and we are here to break down, discuss and dissect WWE Extreme Rules 2021. And joining me to do just that are my co-hosts, friends and competitors. First of all, it's a man who is obsessed with WWE wrestling costumes. A man who knows the difference between his leotard and his unitard. It's Luke. How are you, Luke? Very good, mate. I'm um, I'm really looking forward to Rules 2021. Yeah, Rules 2021. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh, joining us to talk, eat, to discuss this even more is uh, a man who just loves fantasy booking. When it comes to coming out with outlandish ideas, he's all over it. It's Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm disappointed that the um, the second time we do this intro because of the uh, video failure isn't as enthusiastic as the first one. But I am looking forward to hearing your thoughts on standard rules. Yes, <laughs> standard rules. That's it. Um well, I guess that's probably as good a place to start as any. Um, I usually start by asking the question, um, how do we feel that Extreme Rules has been built? And I think what we've come down to is the fact that it just hasn't been built anywhere near extreme enough. So far, by my reckoning, we've got two gimmick matches, essentially. We've got, well, it's one and a half, to be honest with you, because the Becky Lynch versus, no, the Roman Reigns versus Demon Balor, Finn Balor match has been made an Extreme Rules match. And arguably a triple threat match. So there are two gimmick matches for Extreme Rules. Um, Luke, what do we think about the fact that Extreme Rules is is missing fifty percent of what makes it a special pay per view? It's just weird, isn't it? I mean, this time last year we were talking about eye for an eye, so I'm not sure what's better. <laughs> when you put it in context like that, you know what? I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. Fair play. Um, Joe, what do you what, what what do you reckon to the fact that we would you like to see some more extreme rules? Any of these matches need a stipulation? You think? Um, no, I think Luke's I think Luke's nailed on the head. I don't really, I haven't got any, anything as funny as that to be honest. To say, so, <laughs> fair play to him. No, um, no, I think I'm. I think I think this this whole card strikes me as <clears throat> the importance of a pay per view in WWE's eyes is lessening. Is, is is honestly my view on this because we've had we have better um, weekly shows. I'm not saying we have great weekly shows, but there was one raw in particular. That I'm sure we'll talk about at some point that was that seems like it was a probably something that was more uh, important to watch than this pay per view is. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, do you do you think do? They, um, I'm pretty much echoing both of what you said. Really, I mean, you, I don't like gimmick pay per views anyway. So I hate the idea that all of a sudden every single one's got to have a stipulation. But I also think that if you're not going to do that, there's nothing wrong with a with a judgment day. There's nothing wrong with a WWE reckoning. There's nothing wrong with just a random name. Great that doesn't mean fire. anything. Great balls of fire. Yeah, great balls of fire has been one of the past. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think you're just setting yourself up for a bit of a mockery, really. And at the minute, that's the last thing WWE need. They need to start pulling stuff out of the bag. I was I was half expecting, I've been kind of monitoring Twitter before we get here to this record, because I've been half expecting them to just announce random stipulations on Twitter, because they're always good for a bit of a random, you know. Oh, by the way, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair is now a two out of three pin, 
pinfall match or whatever, just to throw it out there. But nothing like that has happened as of yet. Um, so we'll get into it. Uh, the, the whole point of the podcast is we're going to dissect, discuss and predict the um, Extreme Rules card in an ongoing competition which Joe is winning overall and not just between the three of us but everybody so he's there closely followed by Luke to be fair um, and the less said about me the better so um, we're going to start in a roster that they said that, they said that at your last interview didn't they <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> moving swiftly on um, in a card that involved a card that could from a roster sorry that could include Randy Orton AJ Styles that could include Big E, that could include, um, well, Bobby Lashley. Um, it could, arguably, you could even put um, Brock Lesnar in there. And um, we're going to start off by talking about Liv Morgan versus Carmella, which has made the um, Extreme Rules card in a straight one-on-one match. Um, aside from the fact this screams pre-show, um, Luke, who have you got for Liv Morgan versus Carmella? And and how are you going to contain your excitement when you're watching it? <laughs> um, question. I best not answer that second part. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Liv Morgan will win it. Um, bit of a random match to have on the card. I was trying to think, like, if, if there is a stipulation, what could it be? Like, don't hit each other in the face, maybe? I don't know. But... It's just, yeah, it's a bit, bit bit random, but I think Liv Morgan's gonna clearly win. They'll probably they'll probably try and build her to be, you know, in 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 contention to face Becky Lynch at some point. I feel like I feel like they'll push her at some point, but I don't know. Well, fair enough, Joe. You agree? Um, I do agree. I th- I, th- I feel like we did we have a moment with Liv Morgan. Where, what was? I feel like there was something about six months ago. And I can't think for life of me what it was, where she was kind of the underdog. And they were kind of building her and then she just, and then it didn't happen. And then they just sort of forgot about her for six months. What was that? Was that like? It was when, didn't didn't she have to fight her way into the money in the bank? Didn't she no. have to earn her way into money in the bank? There was something there. Because there was a point when I think yeah, we even discussed it. Fun. We thought she was, as far as I was concerned, one of the front runners to win money in the bank because of how they kind of mini built her. And then obviously that didn't happen. And, and we ended up with, with them. Um, Nikki Ash, and we'll yeah, less said about has that. She had a, has, she had a, has she had a match, or what's she been doing since then? Has she done anything? I can't think that she has. This she's kind of come out and 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 got involved in like promo trains and just kind of run in and made points and maybe had little squash matches like this. This just seemed random. It just seemed all of a sudden when Liv Morgan just went, "Well, I'm going to face you with Extreme Rules," and you went, "Really?" Like out of like you thought this was what you're going to use to sell it? I make. That? When was the last time we had a non-title match, non-title women's match on a pay-per-view? That's a question for you. That is a question. That that absolutely is a question, actually. Now I could probably answer it. It's going to be for what? Uh, it can't have been for some time. And I just feel like this probably isn't the one to like. This this one isn't the one to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to involve me going back through just, stuff. It's not going to be the most exciting uh, exciting to listen to. We'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves whilst. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, I could go back a year now, though, and there's a good chance I just won't find one in a year. Like, if I go back, if I go back like I am now, right all the way through, at the moment, it looks like, I mean, I don't usually put which championship it's on for because I know what it is, but I can kind of guess that none of these were grudge matches. Listeners, um, just so you know, we don't do any preparation for this. Uh, and <laughs> you, I do. 
well, no, sorry. When I say we, I mean me and Luke. We don't do preparation. We just turn up and Ben tells us. So, and it edits us, edits us horrendously. At one point, Luke asked for the order before we started, and Joe said, "Don't bother." What do you yeah. want to know that for? <laughs> right. Okay. So at some point, we had. I'll tell you the last time it was. It was SummerSlam last year, and it was Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Nice, but you got there, mate. So we thought it might. We thought it might be. Yeah, we thought it might be a. Uh, was that the one that we thought might be hair versus hair? And then it was Sonya Deville to leave the company. Yeah, yeah because wasn't, didn't she get like stalked or something in real life? And then she, she did, yeah. Her. And then they were like, well, we don't want you to go to court with no hair. I mean, how we've managed to... How we've managed was, to that, was, that was a better storyline than this one. It was a better story. It's a better storyline than... No, that's, that's going a bit harsh. It's definitely a better storyline than one of the title matches on here. Um, well, we've managed to eke out way more conversation about Liv Morgan versus Camel than I thought we would. Admittedly, it's to talk about other wrestlers, but um, yeah, Liv Morgan versus Carmella, and then we'll see whether Liv Morgan gets built and Carmella just goes back to to popping up every now and again when they need her. I'm also going Liv Morgan because there's no way Carmella's winning this. That means Carmella's winning for everyone listening. Absolutely, yeah. So Dave, if you're listening, put Carmella down because <laughs> it's going to be a best of three series over the next three pay per views. <laughs> right then. Um, we'll go to a match that's probably a little bit more, just a little bit more um, up for grabs. It's um, Damian Priest versus Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. Um, this was a singles match all the way up until this week's Raw. I recorded this on the Thursday before Extreme Rules. So it was all the way up until this week's Raw when Jeff Hardy had managed to um, put in a good showing against Damian Priest. So he got himself uh, in, the, in this match to, if he beat Sheamus, he managed to get himself in the match. It's a big turnaround considering two weeks ago he was chasing the 24-7 championship around. So that was a bit of a shock. And I think there was a little bit of an outcry on Twitter for it as well, to be fair. They were like, we don't mind some people, but Jeff Hardy is better than running around after the 24-7 championship. So um, Damien Priest versus Seamus for Hardy for the US championship. Um, Joe, who you, who you got for this one? So I've got Damien Priest for this one. I have, I have. My, my thought about this is that I, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that WWE is listening to his audience. Where I, I think it's a waste of Jeff Hardy. I've got, I've got two thoughts on this. It is a waste. Of, it is a waste of Jeff Hardy to be chased around the twenty-four-seven belt, especially given that he can't run because he's so absolutely knackered from all the stuff he's been doing in his life. Like, yeah, like he, it, it, it's not great, is it? Like, he can't. He can't. He can't. It, the the gate on that man is unbelievable. Like, he, he can't. He can't. Um, he can't run. But so it, that is good in that regard. But then my observation on that would be there's like about 50 wrestlers that that would apply to in my mind where you just could do better with them. And then the second the second point was I thought that um, is this US is this US belt or intercontinental US belt? Isn't it? It's US belt. Yeah, intercontinental shockingly isn't on this pay-per-view yet. Yeah. So I thought the undercard belts were the people on the way up. And like it was going to be a case of like you know you should have all the youngsters you should have like your Angel Garzas and your Humberto Carrillos and maybe your Omos and people like that around this belt right that's what that's what I would do with this belt I think that's the way forward yeah and what you've got is basically three people well Damian Priest is like certainly in his mid forties I would imagine or early forties and then J- Jeff Hardy and Sheamus on the way down so is this like a sort of on the way out to it like you know you win the main WWE title, then you win the US title, then you just put out to pasture and that's it. 
Like it sort of feels like it feels like a counterintuitive use of this belt is my observation on this match. Particularly because they stumbled into a use for this belt. I love like I know we go back to it and it and it was it was ages ago. But they kind of keep repeating it every single time there's a new championship, and that's the US Open Challenge. And the open challenge was always great for new talent, for new people coming in going, I'll fight you. And you got to see kind of random matches that didn't really need a build, that built people very quickly before they then shoved off to something else. A couple of NXT superstars had come up, then go back down a little bit more built. And Damian Priest was kind of doing that, but then the people he was facing were just Sheamus again and Jeff Hardy. And you were like, this isn't really building it the way it should be built. Or, you know, or Drew McIntyre came out and you went, well, great, but exactly like you said joe this should be building people when sheamus had it it was it was to build other people and that made sense then when damian priest won it it made sense to elevate him because he is at the beginning shockingly of his kind of wwe journey but you're right this is kind of it, it just feels a bit of a, a non-use for it it doesn't feel like it's that it's the right use for it let me give you a counter argument to this this match right imagine if it was ricochet uh carrion cross and keithley You'd be yeah. all over that. You'd be like, "This is perfect. This is building up superstars." And it's just, yeah, it's not. It, it's a shame. It's a shame. But Damian Priest is winning this. If you, I will, we'll, I'll ask this question afterwards. Who do you think is going to win it, um, Luke? Yeah, same. Damian Priest. I actually think this is the most obvious prediction on the whole card, in my opinion, um, because Jeff Hardy's obviously been thrown last minute. Cause it's an extreme rules match. So if it turns, well, it's not an extreme rules match, but yeah. If it turns into something like he's one that they'll he'll jump about and make it look good. Um, but I'd oldest be... oldest guy in the card, incidentally, to be the one that they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna throw about and jump off stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had a look as well with Damian Priest. They've like they've obviously they've really built him this year. And Jahami times his his Jahami matches he's actually lost this year. If you don't if you don't include Royal Rumble and like a battle royale where there's like loads of people, how many matches he's actually lost in the since, whole year? since he's since he's been moved up to Raw. Yeah. Any? I'd, I'd say zero, surely. One, and that was the handicap match against Miz and Morrison. That's a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a match you drop in your card, you, is it? No. Come on, you call yourself a host. <laughs> <laughs> We're in September now, right? And he, he moved up, I think, just after Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just don't, I don't understand why they would give it back to Sheamus and, I don't, and, and, then they, and they're never giving it to Jeff Hardy. So for me, this is a real obvious pick. No, it's fair enough. I, I love you. I love you being the pod, I love you being the podcast stats man. I love you coming in with the actual statistics. <laughs> Me and Joe just going. Ah, it seems like he's on a run. Yeah, why not? Yeah, just give it to him. Yeah, he'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's that question? Yeah, we haven't done any research. Probably zero. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, Damian Priest is winning it, obviously, mainly for all the things Luke said, um, but also because they're not going to give it back to Sheamus and Jeff Hardy's just been thrown in there as a no. Really, we do value you, Jeff. Please don't go to AEW. Um, What's also interesting, so sorry to put in again, but the... um best be interesting now, mate, now you've said it. <laughs> well, the last time Seamus and Jeff Hardy had a feud, it was because Seamus tried to kill Jeff Hardy, but that's not been mentioned. Yeah, when, when, when Seamus was covered in uh, oh, Jeff, yeah. Hardy's, Jeff Hardy's piss. Yeah. 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 I thought that as well, but they, to be fair, Seamus did bring it up. Seamus had that great kind of... Seamus is great on commentary. I really rate Seamus anyway. I still think he's brilliant, but he sh- clearly shouldn't be anywhere near any belts or anything. But he had that great thing where he's like, every single time someone beats me, they get they get better up the card. So I'm just obviously making stars. It was like, ah, that's, that's a pretty good way to turn around the fact that you keep getting beaten, Seamus. Yeah, it's not bad. If you had to have Seamus or Jeff Hardy and you had to fire the other one, who would you keep? 
Seamus. What about you, Joe? Jeff Hardy's a bigger name, but I'd probably keep Seamus. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I thought I might be a bit more split than that was, but I think I'd have to have Seamus as well. Um, I think Jeff Hardy's got, he's got, I mean, he's got no legs on him now, surely. And like, you don't want to, like, you know, it's like, what are we going to do? We're going to get to, he's like, he's going to get to like Ric Flair's age and still be jumping off a ladder. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be horrific to watch at some point. And he's not that good a wrestler. He's good at jumping off things. That's not a wrestler. He's, he's, he's still, like, Seamus can still go for his age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where Jeff Hardy, you're playing off his name. He is, he's all about who he is rather well, than what he can do anymore. Seamus McIntyre. McIntyre's not on this card either. Just... No, I know, yeah. Um, Seamus McIntyre is was really decent, I thought, um, when that happened. I thought, what a great feud. And let's just, you know, that that, that, that that sort of satisfies someone that wants to watch two big lads smashing each other, um, which a lot of wrestling fans do. Um, I've got a lot of time for Seamus. I think you're right. I think he's a, I think he's a good wrestler. Add to that the fact, and, and this is something that Kaz always brings up as well, is how good were the bar when they were a tag team? Like the bar right now could still be, a, could still be, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus were, were such a solid tag team that if they were still doing that, that, you know, they, they would still be stronger for that. So, you know, Sheamus, brilliant. I'd have, I mean, I'd have Sheamus and McIntyre as a tag team, to be completely honest with you. But, <laughs> do you know what we need? Odd, you, know, you, know what we need you know what we do need? Another odd couple tag team. Yeah. Oh, because because all because of all the because of all the abundance of uh, of of non odd couple actual uh, actual we wear the same kit tag I mean, teams. Mate, if you fire out. every if you fire everyone and you have to just go, do you know who will work? <laughs> this like massive black guy and this very short <laughs> black guy. Let's put them together. Oh, okay. You put this viper and this like. Hey, hey, easy, easy. I'm not having you say anything against RK bro, considering <laughs> they are the best tag team in WWE at the minute. How many how many tag teams has Randy Orton been in? Like that's why. I know, yeah. <laughs> I they were like, the best names though. Yeah, because everything reminds me like everything's just arc. It's like rated RKO or what Are was the what was the one with um oh uh was it RK Big was it RK Big Show one? Oh no, that was Big wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. And he's had um oh god, he's had loads, hasn't he? He's had loads. Yes, yeah, so he has been a ridiculous amount. Um, okay, so Damian Priest is is going over against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I reckon that could be up there for one of the best matches on the card, though. Yeah, I agree. Because the others, well, no. To be fair, there's some. They're, they're, to be fair, the, the actual matches will be decent. It's just that the give outcomes. That an hour, don't you? I thought. Say again, sorry. We need to give that about an hour, don't you? I thought. Well, just just that just match. to get him moving around the moving around the ring, you mean? Well, loosen Jeff Hardy up. <laughs> <laughs> right. We will move on to um, another. I just said this was this was pretty obvious who was going to win this one, but we'll see what we think. We're going to start. We're going to now look at Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, this is all about dolls, bratty kids. Charlotte being a Charlotte being a champion and not wanting to uh, play in Alexa's playground. Um, Alexa, to be fair, has done a lot less of her hocus pocus stuff since the Charlotte thing. And I don't know whether they're starting to write that out and kind of just play as as Alexa's like a, just a bit of a random character rather than that she's a spooky character. Um, I don't think any of us. On that point, I quite enjoyed it when they had that, um, you know, cross chat on on Monday where um, Alexa Bliss was like, um, 
you know, who, you know, the who's not even your yours originally. And she was like, don't talk to me about originality. <laughs> no, it was, to be fair. No, it was. And there was nothing she could say. It was a bit, it's all been a bit awkward, this, hasn't it? It's all just been a bit, like, you just want to see it happen. You just want to see Charlotte beat Alexa Bliss and then we, we move on. And that's exactly where I think it's going. I think Charlotte's got to got to beat Alexa Bliss. There's no way you can give Alexa Bliss the championship. So, uh, for me, Charlotte's winning it. But do you reckon, Luke? Um, I mean, there is one good reason why Charlotte can lose. And that's how she can win it back and have another um, another addition onto her 14 times women's champion. You know, has Howard WWE like to keep keep giving her um, champions? But They no, do I- want her to beat Ricks. <laughs> She will be the one that beats Rick's um, Rick Flair's like uh, record. She'll yeah. be the one that does. it's not going to be Orton. It's not going to be Cena. It's going to be her. No, but no, I, I do agree. I think you, you don't bet against Charlotte Flair, do you? I've learned that over over the last year. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going Charlotte Flair. The, the only way I could see Lex Bliss winning, if it's not a no DQ match or something, Lex Bliss could win by disqualification. Therefore, the belt doesn't change hands. That could potentially happen. Because there's no stipulation for this match yet, is there? Um, no, so that's that, could, that could happen. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they'll take the belt off Charlotte. That, it's clearly going her and Becky, isn't it? Survivor Series. Spoilers. <laughs> it's all right. They've already started spoiling. We'll talk about that later. They've already started spoiling loads of results for this by announcing the cards for the next pay-per-view. For... <laughs> right. So, Joe, Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. You think Alexa's winning it, right? Uh, I'm probably going to go Charlotte, actually, mate. Um, really? Controversial. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm... I'm... <clears throat> I'm not sure how I feel about. I, I, no, I personally feel really positive about the fact they're phasing Alexa Bliss's Hocus Pocus out because I don't care for it myself. I just don't know what. I just don't know if if they do do that. It just it strikes me as they haven't got really a clear idea on what their demographic is because you can't you can't one week think your demographic wants that and then the next week take that away. If that makes sense, you like you've got to be you. You I feel like you've got to go one way or the other on this and i do you not agree like you you like no i think it's because it because for me i wonder whether what they're going to do my what i hope they do is they phase it out and they slowly turn alexa bliss either they give a very very watered down version of this character and they slowly turn her back into the kind of mean girl alexa bliss that was actually a better character if not and and a fairly you know when she was champ she wasn't great in the ring but her character carried her through what my worry is, is they've looked at it and gone, right, Alexa, you're the next logical step, because she probably was after the way that she's, after her position on the card. You're the next logical step for Charlotte, but obviously we don't want you hypnotizing her in the ring because she's Charlotte Flair and she shouldn't be anywhere near that kind of stuff. So my only other worry is once Charlotte's beat her, the next person she goes up against, like Dewdrop or whoever, they ramp all that hocus pocus straight back up again. Like they bring it all back in again because she's not facing Charlotte, she's facing someone lower down the card. So yeah, I think you're right. It's all a mess. It's all a mix and a mess. But I just, you know, I'm just kind of hoping it's going the way we wish, which is they're just getting rid of it. But Do you know what we could have done, just thrown out there, is like just have a bit, have a character be someone that was transfixed by Bray Wyatt, and then let Bray Wyatt do all this stuff, which he was doing anyway, and not have Alexa Bliss do it. That would be that would be my solution to this problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also um, Bray Wyatt's like the biggest seller merch. Um, biggest merch seller in the WWE for like the last year, but just let him go. All good yeah, where yeah, where is he now? Uh, has, well, he, has, he appeared, has, he, has he appeared on AEW yet? Or I, uh, I don't think. Do you know what? Do you know what? Um, 
No, I don't think I'm not sure AW is the fit for him. To be honest, I, I really don't. I think he would. I think he'll be better at like an Impact Wrestling personally. Uh, but I just think I just think Impact Wrestling is more. This is probably not one for Luke to participate in this conversation, so I'll keep it brief. But I think like AW is a bit more serious, a bit more adult, and a bit more like targeting people that are like a bit more sort of savvy i think impact wrestling is still a bit of the land of the giants the land of the hocus pocus the land of the yeah so i can see him going there i can see braun Strowman going there as well personally but i've, de- I've deviated enough there so I'll, I'll bring it let's bring us back ben come on bring me back um yeah so charlotte versus alexa bliss we all think that charlotte's going over who's oh, obviously who's next for charlotte after this then are we just thinking you build us we've got crown jewel but obviously, I don't think they'll take her to Saudi that? Arabia. Uh, good question. It's in like sorry, next, mate, month, ne- ne- next month. It's definitely, it's definitely October, mate. It's definitely yeah. October. Uh, I think, I think, I've heard some talk about the having a because you had the King of the Ring. They're about doing like a Queen of the Ring or something similar. So she'll probably be involved in that, won't she? Yeah, that's fair. It's October twenty-first. So that's what we're building up to, is it? Now we'll skip this pay per view. Well, year. they already they already pretty much have. Like I said, they've already started announcing matches for that card. Yeah. That will be affected by matches on this card. So, which we'll I, I'm sure we'll get to in a second. Um, the draft, I think, might even be before then. Oh, well, there's no point in the draft anymore, mate, because apparently it doesn't matter what, what show you're on. According to this, October first till fourth. Friday to Monday then. But aren't they just doing whatever they want anyway? Because I'm pretty sure I saw Roman Reigns and the Usos on Raw this week. Uh, invitational, mate. Invitational. <laughs> mate, that, that's, that's part of the... It doesn't seem to follow. <laughs> one, yeah, one, per, what, sorry? one person every three months. That was the invitation of Raw, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't get too much into it, mate. I wouldn't have to... And also... Just oh, sorry, that, sorry, sorry, do you want us to get ratings? I will just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so desperate. It's so desperate in all the wrong ways. Um, and also, and also it, it, quite it, it, belittling it, it, to, to big to Big E, who's just won the just won the WWE Championship. Um, but then Roman Reigns just like you know wins twice. You know the SmackDown on Raw. Oh, I don't think I don't think so much though, because they because the minute Big E won it, he was straight back on SmackDown again. I mean, what they're seeing clearly is that Big E's big ratings. Roman Reigns is big ratings. So how do we keep those two together without actually having them at, having them properly interact with each other? Because that's what they're after. They're just dancing around it. But you're just there going, well, maybe if you built some stars and built some people that fight these guys, you wouldn't have this problem. So well, the brand split was designed to do that, wasn't it? The brand split was designed to make sure that you got to see more of the undercard. And so what they've done is, when we're looking at the time when we need to build big stars, is to just put the big stars on both shows. That's good. Yeah, nailed it. All right, then, talking of big stuff, we're going the Usos versus the Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Can Um, I I ask, Ben, are you devastated by the fact that Luke has a wild card involved in this? um, With the Street Profits, I don't don't actually know. I don't actually actually know. You think think Street Profits are winning this? No, I don't. Luke's got the. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I mean. I, 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 I think the Usos are keeping this, but then again, wouldn't it be the time to take take the belts to give? I think they need to do something with the bloodline, and I think Street Profits need something as well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against Street Profits winning this. 
I'm surprised they haven't already given the New Day the belts on Raw. That's fair. <laughs> oh no, the the, the, the the New Day are leaving Joe because they're not relevant anymore. Remember? Yeah, that, that 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 slapped me in the face a bit, didn't it? No one, I didn't see I didn't see that coming, did I? I mean, to be fair, Kofi Kingston disappeared, and Xavier Woods was squirting water at at, um, at, at, at Morrison just the last pay per view. So I, I wasn't it wasn't without evidence. But in classic WWE, they're now the biggest stars, one of the biggest stars in the company. All of a sudden, yeah, we better we, build the new day again. We haven't given. To be fair, you're right, absolutely right to call that Luke, and I'm really pleased you did bring that up because I'm pretty sure the host of this podcast, the uh, the originator of the Wrestling Predict Cast, said the new day are no longer relevant. or probably be getting get lose, leaving soon. But they were in the main event of Raw, and one of their members is the current WWE title holder. Right. To be fair, to be fair, Big E was on the other show. I was talking about Kofi Kingston and friggin' Xavier Woods, and again, look at their recent. This Kofi Kingston's been back for like two weeks, and and well, we'll get to that question in a little bit. We'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll put a pin in that. We'll get back to that in a little bit. Usos versus Street Profits. Clearly, Luke, you do you think the Usos are winning this as well? <laughs> if I had free pick, yes, I would be picking the Usos. But I'm, I think, like you said, I'm not devastated about the Street Profits. I think if we look, if we look so far, and obviously we haven't predicted the other two yet, there's been like, nothing's changed hands. And I'm, if I'm looking down the card and I think if if anything's going to change hands, it's probably going to be this one. So that's kind of my only hope, I think, of the Street Profits winning. I know, I know this is not in, in spirit of the rules, but if Ben really had a strong opinion and he wants to pick the Street Profits, would you let him? I don't have a strong opinion. <laughs> Just to nip that in the bud right away. <laughs> this is this is like when you told me I should definitely have Sami Zayn for fairness last last week when it was triple when it was triple threat and I should I should have Sami Zayn or someone because because we, we it, it was Rhea Ripley. Remember, it was, oh, was it Rhea Ripley, not Sami Zayn. Yeah. You're right, it was Rhea yeah. Ripley. Yeah, I had to have I had to have Rhea Ripley. That's right. Yeah, that's turned out. Title since. Oh. Yeah, God. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Basically, the person that you said absolutely no to is now won a title, and the person you said was absolutely getting pied off has also won a title. So, to, basically, whatever. No, you, I never said Big E was getting pied off. off. I'm not having that. I never said Big E was getting pied off. I said Kofi Kingston and uh, Xavier Woods. I think you said New Day. And and I will talk to you about that in a minute. If Ben has a strong opinion about someone, they're about to win a title. But a strong negative opinion, they're about to win a title. Well, because of the wildcard rules for those for the new listeners. Um, Luke has to have Street Profits because he was one of the wildcards, just to make sure our predictions are different. We did pick selected wrestlers. We thought we're going to have fantastic years this year. Um, as you can see, literally one of them is in, <laughs> in a match where clearly we don't even think they're going to win it. Yeah. So um, we believe the Usos are keeping it. The, my only worry with the Usos keeping this belt, I, I, guess the, I guess the way you two are going for this is you think the New Day are the next ones to challenge the Usos. I assume is what is is the point you're making for this because if if the street profits don't win it, who's next for the Usos? Because there's literally no other tag teams. And and the new day are on Raw at the moment, but that but I suppose they can move across. But yeah, we got the draft and Survivor Series, so I think that that'll that'll solve a little bit of that problem because I think. But I mean, the other problem with that as well is you clearly don't want to take the belts off. Um, who's got them on Raw? It's Orton and um, yeah, Orton okay, and Thingy. So you don't want to take them off them. So, like, you know, what, 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 what's next for the Usos? The Street Profits are a great tag team. They've built them fairly well. If they lose here, then what? So that's the only reason I'm thinking Street Profits could have it. What about the um, Alpha Academy? We, we all know one. <laughs> or um, Humberto, Korean Angel Gaza. 
Hey, actually, oh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got big hopes for that. When I saw that, I, I thought the same as most other people did, which is, oh, really? And then when they actually had their match, it was like, oh, this, this could, this could really work. But my worry is they're just going to be facing Mansoor and Ali for the next four weeks, and then they'll just all disappear. They're actually cousins, aren't they? Carrillo and Gaza. Is that a yeah. real? Yeah, a yes, I think it is a real thing. A lot of the time when they do tag teams they do kind of like go oh, these people look the same so we'll put them together even though it's like not necessarily appropriate um yeah. but they are actually released aren't they i think in real life yeah yeah they did announce that they did say that on raw anyway but i do think they are i do think they are actually related they are also forgetting that the last big feud either of those two had would probably actually involve facing each other but don't yeah. let's let's not worry about that let's just let's just move past it I reckon the street. Um, I reckon the street profits will move over in the draft to Raw because I think Bianca Blair's moving, and it makes sense to put her with Montez Ford. Yeah, that's fair. So. That's fair. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this. And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear... Yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's that movie list podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong, and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That movie list podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. Okay then, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now we're all we all kind of said that it's going to completely depend, you know, um, Bianca Belair's big loss at SummerSlam in 20-odd seconds. We said it's all going to depend on how well um, they build Becky as a heel and how much of a promo they give Bianca Belair in fighting Becky and and, and build her up so she doesn't kind of get Kofi Kingston um, after he lost to um, Lesnar. Um, in my opinion, I think they've done a fairly good job, to be honest with you. It doesn't feel like Bianca Belair's been absolutely kind of waylaid and absolutely sidelined um i don't think she's going to win this though i don't think you can take it off becky lynch yet what i would say is i don't think this would be the last match they have in this series i don't i I think bianca belair will get be the one that takes the belt off becky but i don't think it's going to be here what's your thoughts luke on uh, becky lynch versus bianca belair do you think they've managed to rebuild her i don't know i think it's been quite poor to be honest um I feel like Bianca Belair just looks like a complete idiot because she just keeps doing stuff. Like she makes me the best, the greatest, all this stuff, strongest. But she's just basically letting Becky Lynch, like, you know, like the other day for the contract, like, for the, like shake her hand, but then obviously do the same thing that she did at SummerSlam. It just makes her look stupid, in my opinion, which isn't a good, which isn't a good thing, obviously. So I personally think it's been built terribly. <laughs> do you not think? Do you not think it's? Do you not think they've done well to make Becky a heel though? No, because I think it's too forced. Yeah, I, I I think it's been I think it's just been slow enough each time. I think it and I think they do it. I think it does enough to make Be- make Bianca still a face and not a. I don't. I know what you mean because I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had Becky get the drop on her at the contract signing or get the drop on her at her homecoming on the last SmackDown or whatever. I wouldn't have had that. But I do think they've done enough to make Becky a bit of a convincing heel. 
She's going to get cheered because she's Becky Lynch, but I think enough people don't like her. Which side do you fall on, Joe? Um, first of all, I really like the idea of Luke's that Luke's just thrown out there, which is you know like quickest, strongest, roughest, the B est. I like that. That's cool. Just like the B est, the best. It's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um and so 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 I think Becky Lynch is winning this. Uh, that's my prediction. I'm gonna say something a little controversial, as as is my way. I don't. I just don't really buy Becky Lynch. I just don't find her very. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bought into her. I find her like a kind of paint by numbers wrestler, where everything she says and does is exactly as she's aligned. So if she's heel or face aligned, it, you totally like see. You can totally see that. But I feel like whenever I'm watching her, I feel like I'm watching an actor play a wrestler rather than it rather than it feel genuine and that's a bit do you know and that's a bit of a weird statement but whenever i watch her i just like i get exactly what you're trying to do but it just feels like you're doing a paint by numbers version of a heel and a fake and it was the same before she went away i never really got i never really was totally bought into her so, I, get exactly, I get exactly what you mean so like when you had when you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you believe that man is Stone Cold Steve Austin regardless. Yeah. When he's in the supermarket, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. You but you know for a fact that Becky Lynch is probably shaking Bianca Belair's hand up backstage, going, "That was great, thank you very much." Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean, it just I, I I get exactly what you mean. You know, that's exactly a bit of a random thing, and I, and and I do get why you would love her. I just don't believe her. I just don't believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe the character. I never really thought that about the man. I thought when when she was the man character, I thought exactly the same. Like you're you found something that really works and you're bought into it. But then like I don't think you actually your body language doesn't say you're the man. It's like you're telling us you're the man, but you're not conveying it. That's a bit I of think a, bit of a deep point for the wrestling predict cast at nine o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> No, I think I I I, pref- I preferred that. I preferred it when she went away as a face. I I thought she did a fairly good job then, but I think she was getting away on the on a lot of the fact to the people she beat, and the fact that she'd taken ages to get to that point, and the big kind of turn on Charlotte that wasn't really a turn. It ended up being turning her into the man and stuff. I think that got her a few. So I kind of I didn't believe her as the man, but I preferred that character, and it was great to see her also because she's a great wrestler. And the broken nose thing with Nia Jax as well, where she, oh, of course, yeah, she was brilliant with that because she kind of played on it, and she just, you know, like, so I, I've got no doubt she's an absolute sh- like really good wrestler. I was going to say something different there, and I don't want you to have to edit. <laughs> Thank uh, you. She's a really good wrestler. She's a really good wrestler, and she's really good at like playing on that moment where she goes like, where she got a broken nose, and she went, oh, like, how do I style this out? And then she became the man, kind of like sort of organically from that. I just don't buy that what I'm seeing is like someone who legitimately believes what they're saying. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly what I meant by it feels forced because that's the same same thing. I just don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't resonate with me. Do you know what I mean? I'm just watching it thinking, oh, you know. But I, th- no. I think I think it will be a brilliant match because they're both very good wrestlers and I think they'll work well together. So I think, and I, you know, I'm sure it'd be a really good match. I just, I'm just annoyed by the storyline. I, yeah, as long as I think the key to this massively is Bianca at some point has to get that belt back off Becky. But I don't think she, she has will. to get. That's and, that, and, that, and that's what's going to annoy me. You see, I think I don't, I've got no faith that she will, and I think she'll move in the draft to Raw, and I think that'll be it. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 hope, I hope you're right. 
I really yeah, do. No, I know what you mean. I think my worry is the, is, is the fact the draft's around the corner. If the draft wasn't around the corner, I'd have a little bit more faith that that Becky that Bianca might get it back. But you're right, it's a bit too easy to move her. I, what I do, I, what I do always like about stuff like this is if you do it well, you create a bit of a longing rivalry that can work. If WWE and they've written those well in the past, so you could always have this idea that Becky and Bianca have this fantastic match. Becky's kind of screwed Bianca out of the belt. She now can't get it back because she's been moved. But this will always be there. And you'll always have this idea of when are, when are Becky and Bianca going to manage to get in the ring again? And then you get Royal Rumbles and Survivor Series where they're facing off and it's great because these two have a grudge. If they can do that, that'll work really well. But it's, the only problem is they've kind of, to get to that kind of point, they've made Bianca look a little, well, not a little bit, they've made her look like a mug. So uh, I think she just needs a bit of a bit of redemption. Do you know what they've done that with really, really well? Bianca Sasha. Bianca what, sorry? Bianca Sasha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're gonna. That you, you, what you've just now is what you've just described is exactly what they've done with Bianca Sasha. Where if they split them up now, you're always gonna be like, that was a WrestleMania main event because it was it was night one, wasn't it? And it's gonna yeah, it was, be yeah. kind of epic, you know, emotional two black women having an amazing match, like you know, historic in so many ways, and keep them separate. And then when that happens again in a few years' time, wow. That's, I mean, some of those are great. The, the rival, you know, they've even got some now. I mean, you'd argue Reigns Lesnar is one of those to a certain degree because they have these massive, huge matches and things like that. So there are ones, you know, Usos New Day could could arguably be that. They, they got we saw that too much, but there are some really good ones in there. What's um, what's happened to Sasha Banks? Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if there was a. a... Come on, Ben, speculate. <laughs> well, I was going to say my, my my initial reaction to like anything else is did, did was there COVID or something? To be fair, but that I was all I was thinking. Might be the case, but I don't, I don't know. I thought that might be the case. But I think what they've probably done is there there was clearly a reason she couldn't fight on that pay per view, and then they smartly gone, well, we don't need you at the moment because we've got this feud, and and what WWE aren't very good at unless they're forced into it is taking people off TV to build them. If you know what I mean. The best thing to do is to keep people off TV when they've had a big, big loss or they've got a big win but aren't needed to take them off TV for a little bit to bring them back with a big kind of, oh, wow, this person's back. WWE barely do that at all. They just kind of throw you into the 24-7 championship or have you come out and do random promos or or throw you into six-man tags, which I can't stand. So, this will, like Joe said, this will build Sasha Banks. So, and Just to clarify, my prediction is Becky Lynch. I don't think I yeah. said it. No, you yeah. didn't, but I've, I've, I've put you down for Becky <laughs> I think you assumed that, yeah. Yeah, I did. So then we get to, again, the main event, the biggest story on the, uh, on on well, now the biggest story on both shows, and it's got a ridiculous amount of moving parts, a ridiculous amount of people involved in it. At its most basic point, it's Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor for the Universal Championship. But now you've kind of got the muddle of Brock Lesnar, arguably Big E, arguably Bobby Lashley. You've got all sorts of people that are in and around this belt. Now, whether they play into this, because it's an extreme rules match, whether any of those appear, I would be very, very surprised if we don't see a Brock Lesnar at the end of extreme rules, just um, giving Roman Reigns a suplex or whatever. But there are other options here that you could use because we haven't got Big E yet on this pay-per-view. And I don't know whether they're going to add him on, on SmackDown on Friday. We don't have so many different people involved, really. But Roman Reigns versus Demon Finn Balor, um, Joe, does Finn Balor stand a chance of winning this belt? 
No. Uh, not for, he's not, he, well, does he stand a chance is a different question to who do I predict. So, does he stand a chance? Yes. Could you make an argument for it? Yes. Will he, in my opinion, no. I think I'm going to, well, I'll be predicting Roman Reigns. But before you before you two commit to your, um, your picks, can I just make two observations? One is that Finn Balor has never lost to the Demon. Never lost to the Demon. Yep. We're desperate to protect that, as you can imagine. And um, <laughs> the second the second point is as well, WWE seem to be able to see WWE have somehow managed to comprehend the idea of having a feud that's not for a belt. Um so with Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, which presumably is happening at Crown Jewelers, is that the name of it? Yeah. Um that will be not for the belt. So could you foresee a situation in which um Lesnar versus Reigns is not for a belt? I will um, leave the floor open to you two to uh Confirm my confirm that opinion. Well, well, clearly you don't, Joe, because you're backing Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic salesman. Touch that. Um, go on, Luke. I'll let you go first for this because no, I because I've got a rant in me. I'm the same. So I'm Roman Reigns, and that's mainly because Big E's already told us that the next the Roman Reigns is facing Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewels and then his face is Roman Reigns at Survivor Series so um, we already know what the next two matches are and Roman Reigns is going to keep the belt so we don't really need to predict it do we? Yeah well you're absolutely bang on I think the one that annoyed me was the Crown Jewel <coughs> where they announced they announced Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel and you were just kind of why why, why do that? Because it just it just signposts this and they're not going to take it off this is what winds me up even more Mm-hmm. I'm sure Crown Jewel is one of them ones where they do they do this before. They did it the opposite way. So what they did was, I think, I don't know who it was, but let's say it was Roman Reigns for argument's sake. I think um, Survivor Series, they said it was going to be like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And then they said it was going to be Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Right. And so you knew, obviously, that, I mean, we all knew Ricochet wasn't winning, but there was an el- a little element of, well, could you not play the game a little bit? Could you not just... You know, if it's just the winner of this match faces rather than, well, you know, once Brock Lesnar's clearly got rid of Ricochet, he's going to go on and face this person at Survivor Series. So it was they've they've done this kind of thing before like that. I, it's not so much that Roman Reigns is going to win this because he is going to win this, and I've got no issue with that. And I think Finn Balor's a fantastic person to go up against him, and I think this is great for Finn Balor. This is not when you should use the Demon at all. And they have, and they've, it's an, it's, it winds me up because the demon's one of those things in wrestling that's worked really well. And if you use it really well, it can be, it can be brilliant. And when he came out as the demon, I was like, oh, this is great. And then it dawned on me, well, he's going to lose as the demon then. Cause he, cause he just, he just is. There's no, and it completely ruins that straight away. If, if the first time we see it properly, cause I don't think we've seen it on, what like SmackDown or Raw before? Have we? He's only NXT for this, isn't it? I don't think we've ever seen the Demon. No, no, no. I don't think that's right. I think we did. I think, but it was a long. I think when he first won the title, he was a Demon. Oh, was he? Okay. I might be. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure he. I'm. I'm sure he brought the Demon, and then it kind of when he came back from maybe from injury. I think it maybe died of death. Okay. Because I just I think we've not well at least we've not seen it long enough that this could have a massive impact. And it just feels like it feels massively wasted, like really wasted on this. So when he does inevitably lose this, all right, they even made it an extreme rules match. They can't even do the disqualification stipulation for it. The demon goes too far, so they have to give it to Reigns. Do you know what I mean? They've they've even got themselves into a corner that way. So it's it's it just feels like WWE have, have 
there's a lot of panic going on in WWE at the minute because of AEW, and this feels like exactly what that is. So, so to Joe's point earlier, um, and, and, and I know they've advertised Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel, but they haven't stipulated it's for the belt. They've just advertised it as a match. So could Brock Lesnar cost Roman Reigns this win by coming out? It's no DQ match. You can just absolutely batter him, and then, demon, and then the demon wins the belt, and then that's a match anyway. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but it, in theory, it's like it's like Joe said. In theory, it could be, and and there's an element of that would be great. But then I also think, in the past, Finn Balor's brought the demon out when it's his last resort, when there's absolutely nothing else he can do, and then the demons won it for him. And this feels a bit rushed. It doesn't feel like it needs to be his last resort. No, nah, it's 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 you want to see the demon. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> Five past nine on a Thursday, but you did like it's, it, it, it's, it, I think it's like it's more an attraction than it is necessary, and I, and I, I feel it's a bit of a what have we got that people want to see rather than what do we actually need at this point personally. So I've never seen a demon before, right? So does the demon give him some sort of superpowers and make him better, or has he just got face paint on? I mean, come on, mate. I mean, I mean, we're all, we're all, we, we all know what we're, we're buying into here when we watch this program. Do you know what I mean? We're not. Let's, let's not. If you if you strip it down like that, what are we doing here? No, yes, what I'm trying just... to say is because like Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, right? The Fiend was obviously superior to Bray Wyatt. So is that the same with this? Is is the Demon superior to Finn Balor or not? Argu- arguably, yes. That's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be that he it gives it's him like badass, an extra. Like a badass Finn Balor, like the Fiend is, is a badass is, Bray Wyatt. It is. It is. To be fair to him, the best the best thing about it is he gets the coolest entrances. Yeah, that is because the, the entrance is amazing. The, some of the entrances they did in NXT, considering the budget and the the the, the place they were, were amazing for the demon. So, uh, and he is. I mean, Finn Balor's a, a, an amazing wrestler. It's just that he just can't seem to do to turn it on in WWE, or at least not on Raw and SmackDown. Finn Balor, when WWE got him, was basically the best, like, probably the best wrestler in New Japan. And New Japan is like a like a like a like a you know. Purist, like proper wrestling fans would say, like New Japan is probably like the best wrestling you. Well, it would have been in 2015 or 2014 when they yeah. got it. It would have been like the best place to watch rest, like proper pro wrestling, not sports entertainment, pro wrestling. And then WWE got him, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. And then he went into NXT, and it was like, wow, he's amazing in NXT. And he went on the main roster, and he won the belt within a first few months, didn't he? His first, it was his first match. It was his first, his first. He beat he beat Seth Rollins on his first match and won the Universal Championship. Then he got injured, and then yep. he's been absolutely jack shit since then. He, have you heard of the Bullet Club, Luke? Because he was like he was like main like the leader of the Bullet Club. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's quite basically. He was quite a big deal, and then WWE WWE him. Yeah, that's not easy to say. It's. It, it, there, there'll be a conversation at some point, and probably now is not the time to have it. There'll be a conversation at some point. You, you could look down the WWE roster at the wrestlers that would absolutely excel over an AEW, and Finn Balor would be top, would be close to top of that list. Finn Balor would absolutely excel at elsewhere from here because he's just it's just does it, for whatever reason WWE just does not suit him for, for this, and he's great, but like there's something about when you get him on the mic and he starts speaking and it all feels a little bit too scripted and it all feels a little bit too forced with Finn Balor that you just don't believe it in the ring. He's amazing. The demon's going to be great, but it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem to fit. He doesn't seem natural in WWE where elsewhere and even NXT, it seemed a lot more free and he seemed a lot more free to do what he needed to do to get himself over. So yeah, that's my, that's my rant on Finn Balor and the demon. Um, 
to bring it back to the idea of panic and the idea of WWE doing a lot of big changes and big things in the last couple of weeks, um, I did want to bring back the point you were making about New Day. If it wasn't for a certain Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, and if it wasn't for a CM Punk and wasn't for AEW winning ratings and the demographics that WWE want to be aiming for, do you think Big E would have the belt right now? No. Do you think he would have no. it at the moment? No. No, absolutely not. Have they made the right choice giving it to him? Um, I think I, I think so, yeah, because I think they do need to increase the raw ratings because it's been terrible. So I think they've had they've had to do this, and it, it is out of desperation, but they've almost had no choice. I, I entirely I entirely agree. It is desperation to do this, but. Why, I think it's an easy trick to pull because I think if you don't pull, because what 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 because if if they'd have gone like oh do you know what it's the main event now is um, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley on a Monday you'd be like well clearly you've just clearly you pulled a trigger because you're desperate at least this is a little bit saving face because in theory this could happen at any time. Yeah, I mean, do it's we rate really save face? But it, a little bit, like a, a little bit is better. Do we rate Biggie as uh, as champion? Like, do we actually rate him as champion? Is do we think this is you know is he is he a convincing champion? Do we think? I do. I I really like Biggie, and I think um, crowd obviously seems to love him as well. So I think he's going to be a very popular champion. But I still feel like Bobby Lashley's bigger and better. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think I think they've still got a bit of building to do, even though he's already champion. I think the thing that the thing that's let Biggie down is that he's. Um, come into the, being the title holder not being a title holder in, in stature in terms of all the other matches like he's been kind of like he's been sort of like hanging around the mid card in Smackdown and all of a sudden he's the WWE title holder so it's quite difficult for him to then become instantly credible just because he's beaten Bobby Lashley and I'm amazed they haven't well I'm not amazed like I thought they would do Bobby Lashley versus Big E and then let Big E win this in some way to Establish some credibility, but they haven't done that, and I think they haven't done that because it, they can't work out how they do that without making Bobby Lashley look crap, and uh, that just then that by proxy makes Biggie look crap in my mind. Yeah, I, it 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 does feel it was a great moment, and I think they actually did the cash in and the match really really well because yeah. my worry was it was going to be Biggie cashes in, he does a big end and wins it, and you kind of go, eh, I don't believe that. But actually, the fact they had a match and the fact he had to work, he had to really work at, big, at, at Lashley and do all that stuff made it work for me. My, I think what I always, the, the, the key, I, I heard this on another podcast and I absolutely agree with it. The key to a good champion is if you believe they'll win it back once they've lost it. So if, you, if they lose it and you go, oh, they've, they've got another championship running them. And I don't know that's the case of Biggie yet. So the way Kofi lost it and now he's nowhere near that belt, that's not, you know, that's not a good champion where... I could see the same happening with Big E and I think he's got a lot of work to do to make sure that he fits in there. And I, you know, it's just where it goes for that really. Yeah, at this point, mate, like that's the yeah. issue. He needs to yeah. be on a, like, talk about like, talk about going from like, you know, the, the, the world title should always be top of the bill on the pay-per-view. Well, the world title should be on the pay-per-view. That's a start. <laughs> do you think they'll add it? I don't think they will. No, I don't think you would at this point. I think like Joe said, it's hard. It's really hard because, you're either going to make Big E look crap or Bobby Lashley look crap. So I don't know how they get around it. 
They have got, to be fair, just to give WWE credit, which is very unlike me, they have got SmackDown for that. They could, yeah. they could, get, they could have Big E face Apollo Crews. No, I think because I, I, I think that that belt, I think the Intercontinental is probably going to get added at some point as well in it because that's that because that versus Nakamura. Do, 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 do you know what I would do? Right, Drew McIntyre can now fight for the belt because it's not Bobby Lashley anymore. I think I think he'll get drafted to SmackDown anyway, so you could just get Big E to beat him to make Big E look really strong. Then Drew McIntyre's moving over anyway. Easy match. Nah, I don't need to do that. I think you. I think you're saving yourself for Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns personally. But he, but Big E could fight an Uso. That'd be alright. Uso's Uso's will have to pull double duty then, wouldn't they? Yeah, but they could do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think the safest bet's not to have him on it, but almost it 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 just everything at the minute screams of panic and quick booking and like knee jerk reactions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was gonna say, surely they need this match to happen so that Goldberg. Well, maybe that's what happens. The, the match kind of happens, but then Goldberg comes out and confronts Bobby Lashley, and then costs him the match for the crown jewel. Could well do. Could well do. To be fair, that's that's a that's not a bad way of booking it. Protects them both then. Um. All right then. I think that that pretty much wraps up Extreme Rules 2021. Um. As always, this is an ongoing competition, and there is a prediction form which is in the um description for the podcast as well as on our Facebook and on our Twitter. And you have a chance of winning official WWE merch, as well as going up against us three, who clearly know what we're talking about. Um, just to make you well aware, apart from the one match that's got a wildcard stipulation in it, we've backed the same people for every single match. This is why we have wildcards, obviously. We also don't think any belts are changing hands, which also wouldn't surprise me. So... Well, I get a rematch of the women's tag titles, though. But they aren't going to give them back to Natalia and Tamina, are they? I don't know. I mean, do you, would you be devastated if they did? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, um, you can find us on Facebook. It's at PredictCast. You can find us on Twitter. It's at PredictCast. Get involved. Get on the Facebook groups and get involved in the conversation. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you think is winning. And... Um, we will see you in just over a week's time, I guess, when we break down extreme rules and we find out that it was a really, really extreme pay-per-view and it was brilliant and all the belts changed hands and we don't know what we're talking about. Extreme enforcement of the rules. <laughs> I like it. It's not as catchy, but I'll, I'll go with that. I'll uh, see you later, fellas. Cheers, mate.